This is life is our life is our reality show. Reality show. So we're going to get pretty deep in this episode here. It's really important, actually, to become extremely aware of your different misconceptions, your different perceptions of things, acceptance of things, and to become aware of a lot of your different whatever you perceive as fact when it comes to honesty. We've been talking about honesty out here in the podcast, multiple podcasts. We've been showing honesty and even expressing our experiences on our podcasts. Even the most raw and true life experiences of actually recording life that's what's so intimate about audio and people do this with video as well um with audio though it really leaves a lot of room for imagination so i'm going to step into the closet here and we're gonna unpack a lot of this i love this big closet it's perfect for recording, honestly. Um, it's separate from the office, so I'm not getting too distracted with other work. And it's um, it's just perfect for this kind of thing. So I think if I face this way, this will be pretty good. So, check recording. We're good to go. So, in getting into coming to grips with our ideas perceptions, um, judgments, <laughs> um, and even changes and judgments of changes. So we're going to start with perceptions and the first perception, I don't know how many perceptions or what, you know, none of these are in like a certain numbered order or have a certain amount of numbered items or anything like that, but like perceptions of story to start with. So the thing about raw honesty that you can't really dismiss is when somebody is capturing what's going on in their life, they may be narrating while this is going on. They may be stating who they are while their life is happening around them. Um, and that is an affirmation for them to be strong in who they are and that this is who the fuck I am. This is, you know, that's kind of what brand is. Um, I don't know where the word brand comes from, but that's what it is, essentially. This is who the fuck I am. You either like it, can handle it, um, or not. And, you know, it gets to a point in your life... And this is a, an eventual state that we go through where depending on how somebody feels about the story or depending on your misconceptions as to what a story is, 
you do end up affirming yourself, not giving a fuck what other people think and recognizing when, you know, if somebody decides not to accept whatever it is that maybe you're going through in your life or, um, even for myself, um, a lot of my health issues have been showing up on my podcast with speaking and so a lot of throat issues and whatnot. Um, and so because of all of that, um, going and making sure I'm drinking enough water and hot beverages and getting, um, some medicine for kind of allergies and, you know, a lot of different health issues going on in our world and things like this. Um, it's good to recognize that that is even being solved, but that was something very noticeable on the podcast that you could probably tell or not. Um, and so the reason I get into that is to say that that is experience that is being captured. So if you're on your podcast and there's thunder happening or you're creating a painting and you happen to be capturing what's going on around you and to another person, oh, that that is not, that's just you splashing paint. Well, maybe that splashing of paint is representing the splashing of water around you, right? But somebody else is going to be honest and criticize that to their own fault because they can't handle it. They're uncomfortable with uh, somebody else. And when you do this kind of expression where you're expressing your experience, maybe you're expressing it to somebody else of what's going on, what the fuck is happening. Maybe you're expressing it by capturing life or whatever. You cannot tell somebody this is just your story of what's happening. Now, if they have a cognitive distortion, like I'm a shitty person, um, I don't deserve anything, um, I failed in this area, okay, that's just your story. Or um, this person is doing something to me that's fucking shady. This person is lying behind my back and not being honest with me about some things. Um, like if somebody says, for instance, this person is lying about some things and is uh, doing things behind my back that I'm not aware of, uh, that's just a story. Like, okay, fine. Like you can say in those areas that is fact that sometimes you just have stories running in your head and you're going to be a fucking alone in those stories sometimes. Sometimes you're, you're going to be completely alone and that is like no one is there to save you and you're going to realize how strong you are for being within that. You're not going to have anybody like, um, I, I have one friend that once in a while we've bullshit a little bit. We've wished each other well. We've talked about our lives. She's from elementary school. We went to the same private school. She happened to be visually impaired. I happened to be blind. So we had, uh, she was actually getting into Braille and whatnot. I think she was actually pretty much blind at this point and into Braille as we were doing and, you know, kind of school together. And it was a really, you know, it was a private school. You did a lot. And then we also got in so close that we would spend the night and stuff like that. And we talk sometimes still. But I've never had anybody personally, 
from school, from that level of like, like I haven't had ever that luxury of growing up with a person that I've known like 10, 11, there's going to be preferences there. There's going to be biases there. Like I've never had that luxury. Um, and maybe some of you have, and I think that's fucking cool. But for a lot of us, like life is happening so much, um, and a lot of times you're just being judged so much that you end up moving around and you're busy and you're transferring schools, or you're transferring housing or whatever it is, or houses or living arrangements. And you uh, get to a point where you're like, you know, I I don't need all that then. Like if it's not going to be that way or if it's not factually that way or maybe that was just a story or whatever, I don't need it. And you become strong in yourself. Like you don't actually have to go to anybody for these things um there's a strength in being able to go to somebody don't get me wrong if that is the case there's a strength in being able to have a rare um pack with other people kind of a rare group or whatever but let's not forget that anything at any given moment like nothing is permanent nothing you know anything at any given moment can change that is just a story in and of itself and going into yourself and understanding yourself is always going to be the key to anything even if that means the key to connecting with others is understanding yourself first um but sometimes you're not you know that's not even going to be realized or there or at all and there's always a chance that somebody can decide that you're not healthy and kind of be done, kind of change on you, kind of like walk out or whatever. And um, we have a lot of taboo things going on outside of society, right? A lot of like taboo things. There's homelessness and people's judgments. There's hustling and people's judgments. There's drug use and people's judgments. There's prostitution and people's judgments. Um, and so we'll get into that when it comes to a lot of these taboo things. So, um, again, no particular order, no particular repetition to, um, you know, it's not a particular list here, but let's start with, let's break these things down. The first thing in drug use is to understand that a lot of people have different bodies and minds and were taught different things and even had different patterns that they learned from habits that were not good from a very, very young, like toddler age. And a lot of people may have even grown up in therapy as one of those habits and have never really learned outside of that kind of bubble kind of you know and siblings grow up very differently like you'd be surprised how different siblings grow up not all siblings grow up together not all siblings grow up the same age and your parents could be going through different phases in life when they raised you versus when they raised somebody else and they can raise somebody else in a whole different bubble than the way they raised you 
And with drug use, it's still, that's even similar too, because they may have used drugs to help you calm down as a toddler. And then for your sibling, they may have not needed that. They may have not felt like it was important that sibling could just remain hyper. And it's, you know, going to be misinterpreted and things like that. But as you get older, sometimes you are even doing some of these things. You get into some of these things to, at first, like, it's not so much an intention of, like, fuck everybody, I want to go and get high. Sometimes it's an intention of, I have to keep shit together. And this other thing is a lot of deep work of, like, meditating and yoga and all that. That takes a lot of um, labor and time and is very intense. And um, when I really just need to be able to keep it together right now and focus on taking care of everybody else. And so when you consider all these factors, you cannot take away whatever story led up to that person having these kinds of issues. Hopefully you're staying on your hydration. Ice water is always, always good. Um, and so, you know, same with alcohol, same with any kind of vice. Getting into homelessness and the misconceptions and the reasoning. So when it pertains to something like homelessness, there's been a lot of misconceptions. Well, it's that person who just didn't want to work and who allowed their life to get so bad who is drinking and shooting needles every morning all day long and that's the person who's homeless but while some factors of life's decisions might have some connection to homelessness um Maybe some difficult decisions have been put on hold. Maybe some bad decisions have been made, things like this. But even in society today, people end up homeless after they've like put their life together. Maybe they've done some work, made some money, had some experience, you know, got their life together, sobered up long enough, and then... Something, some realization hits people um, that it's not working, that living arrangement or whatever it is um, between themselves and their landlord. Maybe their landlord is too close to them um, and they cannot be, there's never going to be any fairness because there's always the obligation of closeness. And so, you know, homelessness can happen in that instance. And when you come to that realization, sometimes... There's always that going back to something as a habit that you grew up with, some kind of pattern, some kind of drug use, whatever it is. Um, and then that can lead to maybe you just have had a lack of care for yourself, a lack of care for um, your priorities and things like this. And what ends up happening is things like your ID, 
have not been updated properly because of lack of access. And so <clears throat> to take these things into consideration is to recognize when those things are simply happening or are happening to other people, have happened to yourself or others. And realizing like that not all people fit the stereotypical homeless person and not all homelessness looks the same. Some people are on the streets surviving. Some people are living in others' houses, paying debts in order to be allowed to live in their house, in order to make that very pleasurable to live in their house or pay them back for something. Um, and that could be completely misconceived as it may not be that you can pay them in money. And so people look at that and say, well, you're, you know, there is being some, you know, that person is doing everything for you and you're taking advantage of it, which could, could be partially true in, you know, because everybody has a survival that they have to um, understand. And then the other part of it is you are paying them back. It just people don't see it. It doesn't, it's not the stereotypical way of paying somebody back and even after somebody does something for you and you have debt that you owe them um that you're choosing to maybe that might be your story that you owe somebody and maybe you no longer have and so you kind of when that happens maybe some other things get involved and this has a lot to do with deeper aspects of life um and even relationships um, where you want something to work and it doesn't, or you feel like you have to pay somebody back and you actually don't anymore. Maybe you've done all you could to show appreciation, show gratitude, pay somebody back, things like this. And um, that can be completely you know, misunderstood by others and things like this. The other thing, the other aspect to understand is when it comes to getting into, like, I'm going to bring this up here because I think in our country, here in the U.S., there's mostly it's illegal. In some parts, it's understood to be a service, um, depending on where you're at. And same with other countries. Um, and even other countries, it's understood to be work, and that's prostitution. The misconception behind prostitution is really amazing to me how people misunderstand this and how ignorant people actually are. Like the way that we see prostitution as a stereotype is coming to terms with our view of it, which is some person standing on the corner. And I'm not even going to say female or male because it could be either one, but somebody standing on a street corner or in a club and um, they're making money, which already, I don't know why anybody would, as long as they're not putting anybody, any themselves at risk. I don't know. That's There's a lot of ignorance behind that, but I don't know why anybody would judge that if, you know, not everybody has, you know, any ways to, not everybody has education and everybody, you know, 
has what they feel like is their own skill set, right? And so people have, you know, lives and fucked up situations. And so, but we see the stereotypical stripper or the stereotypical street corner person. Okay, that's a prostitute and that should be illegal because that's putting others at harm. That's um, doing all this shit. And it's like, you know, and then there's the person who might be trying to support their family. And that's the only way they can do it because they don't have anyone else to turn to that they can work with as a team or that have the resources to, they might even really care, you know. Maybe a few people are standing by and looking to hear from this person and they really care, but they don't have the resources. And so in order to get any kind of where in any situation, somebody has to go and provide care, you know, and service in order to get resources and money and things like this for their family or network, which, you know, we think of pimping, right? It's just networking. And we have a lot of ignorances about these stereotypes. We have a lot of ignorances about what we moralize and what we think is right or wrong. And you might think, like, I would be friends with somebody no matter what because they've shown their same loyal to me, their loyalty to me, until something happens, until you find out information, until uh, <laughs> you find out something that you don't think you would ever do that maybe they've done, or you find something that you don't think would ever happen to, to them has happened to them. And they've maybe caused and they've taken responsibility for this action, but you yourself are still in shock over it that you're like making the decision to begin with. Do I want to associate with these lower class people? Do I want to associate with somebody who would do such a thing? Do I want to associate um, with those that do things that are out of my principle? And I talk a lot on the show here about getting away from those who you feel are unhealthy. And as much as I talk about getting away from those who are unhealthy, you have to expect that people are going to get away from you at some point too. And your response, rather than trying to hope or wait on or um, do some kind of psychological manipulation tactics or whatever it is, um, or even just overly, you know have some kind of expectation of somebody and put that on on them nobody should stay in somebody's life if they don't want to like nobody should feel obligated in any way because then there's resentment and it's not a real relationship or friendship so your first response is to not give a fuck what other people think is to not be overly expectational of somebody based on how long they've been around or how much experience you've had with them. Sometimes you're in somebody's life for a short period of time, but you think because maybe you met in harder circumstances or you've been through a lot with them during this time that they are to stay in your life forever. And that's not always the case. But your first response is never to give a fuck what other people think. And maybe you're... you're um, allowing them the opportunity to decide maybe you're in in your way 
you know, giving them that kind of heads up or letting them know to decide and to just, you know, this is who I am. This is what has happened. This is what's going on kind of deal. And um, that kind of thing. And it's like they are, they have that opportunity completely Um, because maybe what you did was really stupid. Um, And so they have the right to decide to be in your life or not. But the second response after, hey, I don't give a fuck what you think because I understand myself more than anybody else. I understand my intentions. I understand that I took full responsibility for my actions and that I'm facing consequences for my decisions. The second response needs to be, bye. If somebody is judging you for these things, is walking away, is deciding, um, maybe they're putting it out a two-sided thing and they're taking somebody else's side or maybe um, that happens a lot with different people. Um, and I think that's kind of ridiculous. Sometimes you can be friends with both people um, who can no longer be friends or in a relationship um, but are really cool people at the same time and you don't give them a whole space to talk about each other. Your friendship is not based on hearing and spying on the other person or hearing about them talk about each other or gossip. It's just that they're really, really cool people, um, whether they are together or not, whether they are. And you see this with a lot of females that used to be friends and are no longer friends. And I've definitely experienced some cool-ass females that are cool no matter what, um, and that don't talk about each other, that actually probably feel for each other a lot, miss each other a lot, but just know that they cannot be in a relationship that maybe they fight too much, but that they have genuine hearts and that kind of thing. Um, but some people like to divide that up or take sides, and it's really stupid, but um, in any case. And so letting go of that you need to have a foundation of self-communication and self-understanding. I've talked about my character that I have that is um, intuitive, that is like intuition. Um, There's a spiritual connection when people create characters in um, cartoons, movies, animes, comics, all these kinds of different things, which is what I've been able to do. And you can harness the power within that. Some people create it um, in their own way and they they sort of uh, manifest themselves, to themselves, communicating. self-communication and by doing that that is the easiest you find the easiest ways to definitely buy to someone kind of this f off mentality if somebody doesn't get where you're coming from or if they think that they're that much better that this you know because maybe people learn what not to do from other people That's great, but there's also this sort of alternate universe that tends to happen 
And if you don't close your eyes and see yourself in this alternate universe, you're always going to have an ego attached to your morals. And that's your security blanket. That is your false sense of survival. The ego is great for foundations of survival. What it is not great at is measuring to what degree and to what form and to what allowance. And so that's really the, the point of this whole thing is to recognize is to come to this realization of impermanence, of change, of temporary, and of autonomy, of function. Sometimes you're going to be left to function for yourself on your own. And that is not a cry out, that is an actual strength. Thank you so much for listening. I really do um, enjoy sharing experience with you, some scenarios to think about as you decide how important it actually is to really have perceptions. Because in a story, again, it gets to a point, and I think this is really scary for a lot of people, especially for those who are trying to structure things so far from their story that, oh, that's just a story, that's just a story, that's just a story, that's just an illusion, that's just an illusion. But eventually, reality is not just a story. Experience is not just an illusion sometimes. If you feel that somebody is, maybe you've not known them quite as long as you thought you did, and if you feel that they might be, in fact, lying to you about things, that they should be honest with you about, that they should feel like they could be honest with you about, then that's not the kind of relationship that is going to work. And you might have had an instinct about this and have tried to explain these instincts. Because instincts are very hard to explain. They're very hard to articulate. Because there's always going to be that you're painted as jealous, you're painted as crazy, you're painted as... um it's your fault for being paranoid or whatever it is. When in fact, sometimes you're, you're right and sometimes the people that you have wished well and you have wished the best for happen to be the ones that are deceitful because that's the only pattern that they know. And they would have to make a lot of structuring in their lives, a lot of changes to be a person that you'd even worry about. But it also doesn't mean that you have to wish badly on somebody but it also doesn't mean you have to go out of your way to communicate with them on any issue even if it has to do with them because maybe they might be known for not being trusted and it's something you might have been choosing to be unaware of in, in your own way because maybe they have still continued to do pretty big things in your life and you've had to continue to reciprocate somehow or pay them somehow or 
connect in relationships somehow. But in any case, life is not all black and white. As much as we would like to think it is. And this podcast is no exception to that either. So, reality gets so past, it goes so much deeper than this is just your story. Into now this is the experience of someone versus your experience versus their experience versus these people over here and those people over there and that is it's reality being broad and reality being personalized all at the same time quote unquote everything everywhere all at once (laughs) and meta synchronicity and even separate direction. And so even if that means you have to accept yourself that you don't want to be involved in worrying about anybody's ongoing life and you don't really want to watch them make the changes because maybe they've gone so far down the bottom you just don't want anything to do with it. Or you've reached a point where as much as you're welcoming and open to those that you're close with, you're almost showing them the door at the same time because nobody should be obligated. It is about you, it is about yourself, it is about your own understanding and that is the most important thing above anybody else's your autonomy your your way your will your instinct in fact to function 